website, sealinggodspeople.org, with your host, Dennis Beard. As we've been talking about, believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And uh, we're talking about faith now that runs hand in hand with righteousness. Grace works through righteousness. We find that in Romans 5, that as sin reigned by death, so grace reigns through righteousness. Now, Paul said, uh, suffer the loss of all things, who count of the dung, that I might win Christ and be found, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. Now, the righteousness of God is not of anything that we can do. For our righteousness, the Bible tells us, is nothing but filthy rags. But the measure of faith, we're told that there are three that abide, faith, hope, and charity. And the greatest of these is charity. Paul said, I'll show you, show you a more excellent way. Well, then what could be greater than faith? Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith has been distributed to every man by God himself. That faith that we see that is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, is not just, well, name it and claim it. Because it is a factual working of the Holy Ghost upon the heart and the spirit of man and its outward reflection in life through believing. So it runs not only from the spirit of man and his human spirit, where we have communion, conscience, and intuition, but then it goes to the soul of man, which is, through the will of man, can either go with the desires of the flesh or with the desire of the spirit, yielding to the spirit of God. And we pray to align our will with the will of God rather than the will of the flesh. The will of the flesh and the will of God are an enemy with each other. They're an enmity uh, because the will of God is to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust, which is the love of the world. And the love of the world is in a person. It says, then uh, uh, the love of the Father is not in them. For all that is of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh. And the world passes away with the lust thereof. But whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. So faith requires uh, fruit. If we have faith, and God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, whatever God has called each member of the body of Christ for in the work of the ministry, he has enabled them through the faith that he has already given. And not of works, lest any man should boast. But the name it and claim it, snap it and grab it doctrine of faith is totally in error. That's true. Whatsoever a man uh, believes uh, in faith, uh, he can have. We've had uh, many different uh, authors that have proved the power of the mind and the soul realm that. Uh, Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve uh, there by simply in the soul realm. 
But then that again is the works of the flesh. And we're back to Nimrod who built Babel, uh, his kingdom there. Let us get us a name, uh, self-exaltation, lest we be scattered upon the earth. And, of course, then God did their confound their language. But he said nothing would be impossible to them. Why? Because of faith. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the Reformation, uh, when we had Martin Luther and the just shall live by faith, and then the faith movement came and the word of faith. But when we take the word of faith, we need to take a good close look at that. Because it's not just simply I need a Cadillac or a car or houses and lands or whatever the case may be or money in the bank. Uh, And God certainly knows we need things uh, for survival. But this prosperity gospel uh, being a word of faith is entirely false. Uh, The word of faith, as we see in Romans uh, 10, that word of faith, uh, he says that, Uh, Well, let's just take a look at it. Uh, We'll read Romans 10 and where we get the word of faith. And we know that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. It's going to say there also. But we're going to see it it all goes to the heart of man. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, which at heart is the spirit. Uh, As we mentioned uh, in How to Believe. If you haven't seen that or heard that podcast, uh, we certainly urge you to do so. Uh, What Bible belief, biblical belief is, believing in and on the Lord Jesus Christ. When we talk about faith, the word of faith, and uh, uh, this righteousness is certainly of faith. And faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But we're going to find that it's more than just, well, I hear it and I've increased in faith. It also, the hearing there, hearing uh, by the word of God is not just hearing, but understanding and appropriating it. Our faith being tried as by fire, uh, that it can come forth as pure gold. So he that cometh to God must believe. Uh, That belief is uh, stative. It's not transitive must believe that he is, not us, that he is, he is God, and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. It is then a a sense of seeking God, not just sitting back and being at ease in Zion, uh, where Jesus said, woe be unto them that are at ease in Zion. Uh, we're to be stirred up, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There we find in this word of faith that in Romans 10, he says that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Now, Israel uh, tried to uh, get righteousness and obtain righteousness through works. And this is where they stumbled. But it goes on and says in verse 5, Romans 10, 5, for Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. So if he fail in one area of the law, we fail in all. So if, if we lied, then we're guilty of all the law. It has to be kept in every aspect of the law. 
or the law then is a ministration of death, not life. But he says the righteousness, which is of faith, speaketh on this wise, Paul speaking, say not in thine heart. Now, in thine heart, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. And we've talked about that that heart is the spirit of man, the human spirit where he has communion, conscience, and intuition. And that's where faith is held, in the spirit of man, not in the will. We can't will faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and everything is done, uh, even in the preaching of the word. How shall they hear without a preacher, and how shall it go except to be sent, which are gifts of God? He has given some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, etc. Well, God gave it. These are all gifts of God, and we can't say that any, any minister, any of the fivefold, uh, was called of our own will. They have to be called of God, and uh, then it's a gift by grace. And the grace is that works and reigns through righteousness, which is the work that Jesus did, and uh, that he is God in the height of Christ, that he is God. In the depth, he came into the world manifesting God to the world. Uh, grace and truth came by him. The image of the invisible God. Uh, you've seen Jesus. He said, you've seen me. You've seen the Father. Reveal the Father's name. And uh, Jesus said, I've kind of my own self do nothing. It's all of God, in God, and through God alone. Jesus said, I can my, of my own self. Even God in his own body of flesh said uh, that it's not me of my own self, but what I see the Father do, that's what I do. Uh, therefore, he always did the things that please God, uh, always doing the will of God. And the same is true as he is our way. He is our example, the truth and the life. Uh, there, before any man be in Christ, he should walk as he also walked. And there it is that the will of God is a strong, effectual working of the Holy Ghost on that person and in the heart of the individual. For God worketh uh, in that person both to will and to do of his good pleasure, not ours, but his. So therefore, uh, the battle being in the soul realm and the will of man is to align his will with the will of God and do that will. Not just to hear the word, but a doer of the word. So he said, the righteousness which is of faith Speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart. The heart is the spirit of man who shall ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above. In other words, not of our works. Or who shall ascend into the deep. That is to bring Christ up again from the dead. But what saith this? Now, this is where we many have erred thinking that taking this scripture and saying, well, there's a word of faith in anything that you can believe you can have but not according to the will of God. And many times, just as we provoke God, just as they did in the wilderness with asking quail, can God provide a table in the wilderness? Well, of course he can. But they provoked him and he gave quail and as soon as they ate it, while it was quail was still in their mouth, God struck them dead. And they provoked him. And we're not to provoke the Lord God as in the day of provocation. So what saith it then? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, but it doesn't stop there. And in thine heart, 
The heart is the spirit of man. And here again, the heart has to be uh, literally circumcised. The body, the sins, the flesh has to be cut off and be born again to have that faith working in the heart of man. So he is not a Jew that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh, but he is a Jew that is one inwardly. Circumcision of the heart in the spirit, the spirit of man, whose praise is not of man, but of God. Romans 2, 28 and 29. Now, we're honestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. So in Romans 1, 17, it talks about uh, this faith uh, from faith to faith. As it is revealed from faith to faith. Reveal is apocalypto. In other words, to, uh, to reveal, to uncover uh, the revelation of faith to faith. And many say, well, that's the faith of the person there that is preaching to the receiver, the hearer of the word, and they hear it and faith is increased. Uh, there can be a true uh, in a certain sense. But from faith to faith, and earnestly contended for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, they're in a season of Pentecost. Then there is a higher glory, the glory of the latter house greater than that of the former. So that faith, there is a higher, and uh, we grow from faith to faith. We see that in uh, the Second Thessalonians, the second letter to the church at Thessalonica by Paul, in Second Thessalonians 1, and he says, seeing that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you aboundeth one toward another. We're bound to thank God for you in all your persecutions, tribulations that you endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer. Now the faith groweth exceedingly. Well, how did that happen? Well, through trials, for tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience, and experience worketh hope. And uh, through these trials and tribulations, that our faith, though it be tried and entered into many temptations, there. Uh, counted a joy when you follow these diverse temptations, for then uh, your faith is tried as by fire, that it can come forth as pure gold for the glory of God. So that patience has to have its perfect work, that after you've done the will of God, we have need of patience and we'll receive a full reward. So we see that everything is tied together, but it's all through by and in Christ Jesus alone, not of works, lest any man should boast, but that works will accompany salvation. You will know them by the fruit that they bear. In Galatians 5.22, it says, This is the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, uh, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance. Against such there is no law, the nine fruits of the Spirit. And you will know them by their fruits, not by their faith they profess. For some, even though they're prophesying, the thing comes to pass. And saying, Let us go after other gods. The Lord God trieth you to see if you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might. There, it, these things come to pass, but it was a worldly. It was a going after other gods, going after the gods of this world. Uh, they're not after Christ. And uh, they can prophesy things can come to pass. Uh, they're in a spiritual realm, but not being led of the Holy Ghost. Now, the Holy Ghost will always do according to the will of God. It'll always be according to the Word. Therefore, 
whenever he says this word of faith that is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thine heart, in your spirit, not just in your mind, not what you just think, but and believe in your heart. That heart is the spirit of man, and it's stated. It's not, uh, it's not transitive. It is uh, an essence, an essence there of God manifest uh, there, Christ in you, the hope of glory, and God manifesting himself in and through the body of Christ uh, for his own glory, to the praise of his glory. Uh, we stand in the power of his might, not ours. So we see that faith, there is not the end, but is the, uh, the faith that righteousness that worketh by faith is that word of faith that is even in thy mouth and in thine heart that it talks about that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we see that he says uh, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart. Well, there's a couple of things that have to be done there. Number one, that if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, not just Jesus, the Lord Jesus. And no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. Well, what is the Lord? The Lord is the Tetragrammaton. It is the Yodah Yehovah. It is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. It is the Father of glory. That is the Lord Christ that was born in the city of David. Christ the Lord. Emmanuel, God with us. So we must believe, confess with our mouth that he is the Lord. Not Lord Junior, not God Junior, but the Lord himself, the Lord Jesus, that is the, of Nazareth, and, uh, and believe. Believe is stated, not transitive. It's nothing we can do. Believe in our heart. The heart is the spirit of man, where we have communion. We're going to commune with the spirit of God. He that's joined the Lord is one spirit. And in conscience, having a conscious purchase of dead works to serve the living God. And how? There's only one way to circumcise that heart, to believe with the heart, not with the intellect, but the heart. And that is by baptism, as we've seen in Romans 6, 1 through 4, Colossians 2, 10 through 12. Now, why is it that everything of the church of the living God in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, that Jesus, after he speaks to the church, the word of uh, the speech, the, the speech of the Son of God, thus saith he that hath the seven stars, etc. Uh, the time is coming and now is when the dead uh, shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they shall live. Well, there's dead, uh, let the dead bury the dead. And there's dead man walking. But those that are alive in Christ, he speaks this mystery, this mystery of Christ, uh, this mystery there to them that are perfect. We find that Paul said to the church at Corinth. And that mystery is that mystery which is all in Christ, by Christ, and through Christ, and not of works lest any man should boast. But it is according to the will of God, not just anything that we want. In this world, a worldly uh, ambition and not to fulfill the will of God, to do the will of God and to obtain that crown of life, there is directly, diabolically against the will of God. 
So to have that if you need cars, lands, and houses, etc., uh, that you simply speak this faith and it's going to come to pass and prove God by giving him money and he's going to give it back. Uh, this is a total lie. You can't exalt the flesh and expect God to be glorified. It has to be doing the will of God for him to be glorified that they see your good works. Only God is good. So the works that you do are good, which is attributed to God and God alone, not to any of uh, the believers of the body of Christ, lest we should uh, boast in our own works, lest any man should boast, so that they may say your good works. It's not our good works. It's the works of God and glorify Father which is in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. So that faith, he says, is... Uh, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Now in Romans 6, we're going to say, whosoever you yield your members. Now it doesn't say you you worked your, your, you did it yourself through your own volition of the flesh. But you yielded to the leading of the Holy Ghost. And whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him of the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. And this righteousness is uh, that of faith. And it's no other way. Well, where do we get the faith? God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. What if he's called you to do in the will of God, he has given you the faith there to enable you to do it, to obtain it by faith. And without faith, faith it's impossible to please God. So he said, with a heart man believeth unto righteousness. And... Uh, the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Thou, by thy words I shall be justified, and by thy words I shall be condemned. But if any man speak, let him speak not the worldly things of the world, but let him speak the oracles of God. And that's the reason James talks about you have not because you ask not, and you ask, but you ask amiss, seeking to, to uh, upon your own lust. And that's the reason why uh, we have not. He said, because you ask amiss, uh, seeking your own lust. And this is the power of the tongue uh, that is a, a, a fire set on of, of hell because the ship is literally uh, directed and guided by that hell. A little member that speaks uh, and rules the whole, the whole ship. And uh, a fire set on uh, 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 the devil and by hell itself. So uh, we are to guard our spirit for out of it proceed all the issues of life and out of the heart, uh, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So if any man speak, let him speak the oracles of God. So it's not that you have a creative ability in your tongue, which is uh, if a person speaks uh, anything but the gospel, which is yea and amen, uh, and speaks negatively, he's going to reap those things. So as a man thinketh, so is he. And uh, as he speaks these words, uh, there is a self-fulfilling prophecy in the own words. So the gospel is yea and amen. God uh, wants to do it more abundantly we can think or ask and uh, the things that he has prepared for them that love him. So therefore, the heart, man believes under righteousness. That believe is stated. It's it's stated. It's a state of essence through the work of the Holy Ghost. So uh, it's not of us. 
It is through yielding to the Holy Ghost. If we're in a dark place and we can't see where we're going and we have someone that's going to lead us and, uh, and guide us, well, the leading and the guiding of that person uh, there when we get to the, uh, the designated uh, location that we're going, uh, then we can't say we did it on our own because we were led and we were guided by someone else. Uh, the same is we have an unction from the Holy One. And uh, therefore, it's not of us. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory by Christ, in Christ, and through Christ. So the faith that we're talking about here, we're talking about sealing God's people uh, that the Lord will do. He alone will do it. Uh, it will not be by the preaching of, of any dazzling brilliance and oratory ability of any one man or any denomination or any body that claims to have uh, uh, a certain revelation from God, trying to seek their own, speaketh of themselves, seeketh their own glory. But he that speaketh of him that sent him, there's no unrighteousness in him. So speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, the body is going to grow. The church of the living God is going to grow from faith unto faith, faith to faith, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We find that uh, in Second Corinthians the third chapter, that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The key, it is of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. That's by the word of God, by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But even the hearing of it is by the gifts of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. And who gave them? Jesus did. He gave gifts unto man as our great high priest. So there's nothing in faith that we can attribute to ourselves. It is a gift of God. There on the obedience side, but simply by obeying and uh, the works that accompany salvation is not our works but the effectual working of the Holy Ghost upon uh, the believer's heart and its outward reflection in life, which is called grace. Grace is an effectual working of the Holy Ghost. Grace is not just an unmerited favor. It is uh, an effectual working of the Spirit of God. And we increase uh, in grace. Uh, and we increase in uh, faith, from faith to faith. And even as... Uh, uh, Paul speaking to the church at Thessalonica, saying that your faith groweth exceedingly. Well, how did it grow? Through the word of God. And uh, that has to be led and guided into the truth by the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth, which is Jesus. He is that spirit of truth. He is the Holy Ghost. Well, now we're right back to faith, hope, and charity. And the greatest of these is charity, not faith. But we're told the greatest of these is faith. No, it's not. Because we have to add to our faith virtue. And virtue is to be virtuous, not uh, going after the worldly things of this world, but after God. Setting our affections on the things above, not on the things beneath. And that's where the prosperity gospel fails. And it's, it's true. Uh, uh, Third John 2, God wishes above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. 
He wants us to prosper in our soul realm in faith, going from children, from babies to little children, little children to young men, young men to fathers. Uh, the different uh, stages of growth through faith, by faith, in the Lord Jesus Christ that gets us to the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and to a perfect man. And that is what we're all called for in that high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So there, that faith that we're to earnestly contend for that was once delivered to the saints is not a Pentecostal faith. It is a tabernacleist. It's going higher in glory as we are in a different season now than Pentecost, that we're in the season now of tabernacles in the Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets. So the Lord now is turning for his servants to be sealed to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Seal the servants of a God in their forehead. It's the mind of Christ. And I heard the number of them that were sealed, and they were sealed 144,000. In their foreheads. Now, we find the mark of the beast is going to be in their forehead and in their right hand. But not the hand there for the servants, because the hand is God. All the works is of God. That is in him, by him, and through him alone. Christ in you, the hope of glory. For it's not you that doeth these things. Just as Paul said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And Christ is now living in you. Yes, put off the old man there, and then put on the new man, which is uh, fashioned after Christ. Literally, uh, that, that Christ in you. Paul said, now I was crucified with Christ. How was he crucified? He was buried with him in baptism, and then raised in the newness of life. So I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. He's born of the water and the spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. And he said, now the life I now live, I live by the faith, not by myself, by my own intentions or my own will. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And he said, for me to live is Christ, a living epistle. So when he talks about faith uh, as a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, it is the substance. It is the basic Christ in you, the hope of glory, that he has dealt to every man the measure of faith according to his will. And there's gifts differing, and it's a gift of grace. And each member having that that grace distributed unto them for the will of God. And God has put the more abundant honor on the less comely parts so there'd be no chism or division in the body. Then everyone, every member in particular, to have its own particular ministration, but the same spirit glorifying our Lord God, Jesus Christ in heaven. So when it talks about there, the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him should not be ashamed. And he comes down, so faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Everything that happens is by that word that he has given us, that word made flesh, which is none other than Jesus Christ. And we find that in 1 John 1, verse 1, that John says we've handled, we've seen the word of life, and we've handled and uh, handled the word of life. 
Jesus Christ. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And that is that living word. The living word, the rhema, uh, is uh, the logos that is literally received, and it's outward reflection in life as a living epistle in doing the will of God. If a person is a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word and doesn't have the works that accompany salvation, then the faith is dead being alone. Faith then has to be made perfect. Patience has to have her perfect work. Well, what does that mean? It means tribulation, work of patience, patience, work of experience, experience, work of hope. All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Why? Because the body of the sins of the flesh, though it was buried with Jesus in baptism, yet the works of the flesh, mentioned in Galatians 5, must be crucified. Those that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. So either the person is going to do the will of God on one hand and and follow the leading of the Holy Ghost, not of our own self, not of works, but following the leading of the Holy Ghost through him, by him, and in him, or we're going to lean to our own understanding and uh, use faith for the things of this world. You know, cars, lands, houses, and all that, uh, saying God gave us this house, God gave us this. Well, that's, that's fine, uh, but we're to be rich toward God and not rich toward ourselves and not think uh, there that it's through the word of God and uh, increasing in faith through the things which we suffer. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his namesake. Well, then somebody said, well, why sufferings? Because there's only one way to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust, and that is you're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his sake. Why that? Because 1 Peter 4.1 states, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves therefore with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that we should no longer serve sin. So all that live godly in Christ Jesus, the world will hate them, even as it hated the Lord. If they hated him without a cause, they're going to hate you without a cause. And now we have a crossless Christianity that's been replaced, the cross, with money. A prosperity gospel that is a staunch in God's nostrils, which is a false gospel of Jesus Christ as a doubt. And this uh, uh, anathema, it is cursed. And that's the reason why God is calling his people out of Babylon out of this false religion, out of this false uh, denominational teachings, to go on to perfection. Somebody said, well, our denomination is not false. Well, God never called a denomination. The early church in the book of Acts didn't have a denomination. It was a church at, uh, you know, uh, the, the church at Jerusalem, the church at Corinth, the church at uh Maria, the church at Thessalonica, the church at, et cetera, et cetera, Ephesus, et cetera. So uh, the, the denominational walls then in the last days, God will break down the denominational walls and everything that causes division in the body of Christ. And the body of Christ will come into the unity of the faith. Into the unity of the faith 
as one mind, one accord, speaking the same things. And that faith that was once delivered to the saints is not Pentecostal. Acts 2, it's going on to a higher glory. It didn't say forget those things. It said leaving, therefore, the first principles of the oracles of God. Let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of uh, faith toward God, repentance from dead works, and faith toward God. And the doctrine of baptism, laying on the hands, and of the resurrection, eternal judgment, this will we do if God permit. Let us go on to perfection. That's Hebrews 6. So the body of Christ, being asleep, has to awake to this faith that was once delivered to the saints, not a name it, claim it, snap it, and grab it, prosperity gospel, which is a smoke in God's nostrils that he hates, but turning back to the true God and coming into the present truth of the word of God in the sealing of his saints for the work of the ministry that he's preparing his body for now. So we're going to invite you to tune into the podcast to this faith that was once delivered to the saints. Adding to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. And then knowledge, temperance, for he that travels for the mastery must be temperate in all things, self-control. Then you add to your temperance, patience, but let patience have a perfect work. How'd you get patience? Tribulation worked it. Somebody said, well, I'm not going through it. Well, then you're not saved. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. And all that are in Christ Jesus will be hated of the world. If the world love you, then you're of the world. But if the world hates you, you know that it hated Christ Jesus first. And if they've done these to him, they're going to do it uh, to him. They're going to do it to his body. He said, if you do it one to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Well, this is a call. A call to a higher glory. A call to the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Not a Pentecostal faith, but that in Tabernacles and the Rosh Hashanah. The beginning of the new thing. The new year. The heralding in of a new thing. God said, I'll do a new thing. A woman will compass a man. This is the faith that we're talking about, which is the will of God in bringing his body unto perfection, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ, unto a perfect man. And this, these are the ones that he will use in the work of the ministry in a three and a half year, 42 month, time, times and a half, three and a half years of preaching this gospel to all the world, this kingdom of God in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. It is John of Revelation 10 that eats the little book, the Bibliaridian, the little book, and seven thunders uttered their voices. John was about to write, the beloved disciple. Notice there's only one. Don't you know that all runneth in a race, but only one winneth the prize? The body of Christ will come into one. That one unit of the one measure. And that measure is the measure of an angel, which is a member, the measure of a man, the measure of an angel. One measure in obedience unto the Lord God, and that will be in submission, in obedience unto righteousness, which will bear the peaceful fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. We are at that time, and with the, this, this adding to our patience, godliness, the God life, and in godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, finally, to charity, and charity is a bond of perfectness. Charity will cover a multitude of sins. Why? Because it's the will of God and hearing and obeying His Word and doing His will. 
Charity is not just love. Charity is a love for God based in doing, based in the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That charity is obedience. Not just to hear the word, but to do of the word. That Jesus said, I liken him to a wise man that dig deep and founded a rock, knowing it's in Christ, by Christ, and through Christ alone, and built his house upon the rock. And then when the rains came, floods came, and the winds blew against that house, it stood because it was founded upon a rock. The rock is that foundation of Christ, and that is the word of God in the present truth. Now, they were established in the present truth, Peter said in his epistle. Uh, there as you've now been established in the present truth. But then God, after you've suffered, well, suffered for a while, God make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And uh, this present truth that he was speaking in Pentecost, Paul said, now these cherubim of glory, shadowing the mercy seat, Hebrews 9, 5, which now we cannot speak particularly. Why? Because it's in a different season. It's yet to come. Now that's come upon us, upon whom the end of the worlds have come, the body of Christ. God's calling you out. God's calling you to the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Not a prosperity gospel, which God hates, but to the true faith, the faith of God. Have faith in God as having the faith of God. Why? Because he's the one that's dealt to every man the measure of faith. And that faith, that faith worketh by love. You love God, that faith will work. But it's setting your affections on the things above and not the things beneath. It is abiding now, faith, hope, and charity. The greatest of these is charity. The end result is when that which is perfect has come, charity, then we will know even as we're known of him. Now we know in part, we prophesy in part, uh, Everything is in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then all that which is in part will be done away with. Then we will know even as we're known of him. So the Lord Jesus is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all, with open face, beholding as a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed. That is from faith to faith, from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord, into what? Into the full image of Jesus Christ, the full measure of Jesus Christ. That's what we are called for now, neighbor. Yeah, God moves on you. Give us a call. Uh, let's move together in the body of Christ, fitly framed together, compacted together, of whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. We want to hear from you. And uh, uh, there's the body of Christ comes together. And in the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, that literally coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ is the knowledge, not just knowing him after the spirit and not after the flesh, but it's not gnosko, it's epigonosco, much higher and a fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man, growing up into him in all things, being led and guided into all truth. You are John. John, the beloved disciple, and there's seven thunders out of their voices. He was about to write, he said, write it not. Take the book out of the angel's hand. Nobody's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. The kingdom of, kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The law and the prophets warned of John. Since that time, men press their way into it. Just as Paul said, I haven't already attained, neither am I already perfect. Wrote 
14 books out of the 27 books of the New Testament. And he said, I'm not perfect yet. But I'm trying to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Christ, reaching forth of those things which are before, forgetting those things which are behind, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. He didn't say you were perfect, but that mind, God says, is how you are perfect in him by and through Jesus Christ alone. Not of works, lest any man should boast. As many as be perfect, be thus minded, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Well, I've got to know what the mark is, and I've got to know what the prize is. As king, priest, and lord of our God, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, and to a perfect man. And that is that high calling. And we'll reign with rule, reign and rule with Christ a thousand years as kings and priests in the earth. That's our next step. And the Lord's calling us for it now, preparing his body for that, for those that have an ear to hear. And growing up in him in all things where we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, that charity that we will obtain, that you've gone, you've added to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, uh, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, finally the charity. And that charity is a more perfect way. That charity is uh, the bond or guarantee for perfectness. Now, through the word, by the word, that faith that was once delivered to the saints is by the hearing of the word. Hear it, understand it, stand for it, literally go through the fire for it, and bring forth as pure gold to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God, neighbor. We want to invite you, and literally encourage you to give us a call for, as you can see on your screen, we are set up to do an outreach and evangelizing the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ for the sealing of God's people here in the last days. You'll see that we have a tractor-trailer rig, and on that rig is a tent, a gospel tent, that will seat up to 3,000 people. Now, don't let that discourage you because it can be set up to where it will be uh, a tent size for 300 people or 500 or 1,000 or up to 3,000. We have the instruments, we have the chairs, we have the gospel tent that if you would like a gospel tent meeting in your area where we can do social distancing, setting the chairs eight feet apart, not six, but eight feet apart, several rows, and still get in over 1,500 people in social distancing. We can bring it to your area. If you would like to hear that Jesus' only doctrine of Christ, the sealing of God's people, where we are now in prophecy and eschatology in that last day work of the ministry give us a call that is Dennis Beard at DennisBeard.org that's our website www.DennisBeard.org or SealingGodsPeople.org and let us hear from you we'd like to talk to you we can talk about where you would like to have a tent revival or maybe you would like just to say, well, brother, come to the church. Bring this to the meeting at the church. We'd love to hear from you. Well, let us hear from you. Give us a call. The number's on the screen. 
You'll see we have our own motorhome. We can drive to you anywhere in the United States. There also with the tent, with the tractor trailer rig and our team of ministers that we bring there to your town, your city, to your state. So if the Lord deals with you, don't hesitate. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. You'd like to have a gospel tent meeting or meet there and have a meeting in a meeting room or your church. Give us a call. Contact us at dinnerspirit.org, sealinggodspeople.org, and we'd love to hear from you. Let's talk. Let's meet. The body of Christ is coming together greater than it ever has before in the work of the ministry, in the unity of the faith, in the knowledge of the Son. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.